Good morning, church. It is wonderful to be here with you this morning. <clears throat> I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you and to to uh, to share a little bit of por- share a portion of God's word with you. If you have your Bibles, I, we're going to be jumping around just a little bit. Our main focus this morning is going to be coming out of the book of Daniel. But before you get to Daniel, if you have your Bibles, open them up to Hebrews chapter 11. Okay? Hebrews chapter 11 is where we are going to uh, take off and begin this morning. I want to ask you, a, ask you a question that I'm not sure if you have ever thought, of, uh, thought about this. If God were today, the year 2023, November the 12th, if God were to rewrite Hebrews chapter 11, which you and I all know as the faith chapter, Would your name make the list? Would your name make the list? Follow along with me. Just, just. I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip some verses, but I will. uh, We're gonna go through just briefly a little bit of Hebrews chapter eleven. Pick up with me in verse one. Now, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see. This is what our ancestors were commended for. Jump down to verse 7 with me. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By faith, uh, by his faith, he he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land, like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him in the same promise. Jump on down to verse 23 with me of Hebrews chapter 11. By faith. Moses, uh, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, when he had grown, to, when he had grown up, he refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Jump on down to verse 35. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain even better, re- even better resurrection. Jump on down to verse 39. These were all condemned for their faith, yet none of them received what they had been promised since God had planned, since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Hebrews chapter 11 is the chapter we know as the faith chapter in the Bible. When you look at your Christian walk and you look at your Christian faith, are you at a point, if you were to die 
tonight, if you were to go home this evening, go to bed, and you didn't wake up tomorrow, is your faith and your Christian walk with God where you want it to be so that you can spend eternity where you want to be? The Hebrew writer tells us quite plainly that faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see. We all, the family of God, we all have faith in a much higher power. Amen? Follow me to Daniel chapter 6, please. Daniel chapter 6. This is the, uh, uh, Daniel chapter 6. This is the story of Daniel in the lion's den. And yes, we're going to go through it this morning. But I want to be able this morning to take the story of Daniel and try and apply it to every one of us here today. I've titled my lesson, Faithful to God at All Cost. And I tell you what, we could go through a lot of different stories throughout the Old and New Testament. We could go through a lot of different stories and look at the faith of different individuals. Their faith in God. We're going to pick up in verse 1 of Daniel chapter 6. I'm going to be reading out of the New International Version. And here's what... Here's what the Bible says. Daniel chapter 6, verse 1. It pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. The satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, verse 5, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man Daniel unless it has something to do with the law of his God. So these administrators and satraps went as a group to the king and said, may King Darius live forever. The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days, except to you, your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, your majesty, issue the decree and put it in accordance with the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. We're going to pause for just a minute. These leaders... These satraps, if I didn't know any better, I would think they had bad feelings towards Daniel. 
And this whole, this whole plan and agreement was a setup to get rid of this man, Daniel. We're going to see here in just a minute that Daniel continued to keep his faith in the Lord. Folks, I'm not sure about, I'm not sure about your life. I'm sure about my life. But one thing that we all could probably agree on is this world is not our home and we live in this thing called life. And there are good days and there are bad days in life. Would you agree? They wanted King Darius to issue a decree, issue a law, basically. Saying, no one prays to any other human. No one prays to any other God. Except to you, your majesty. For the next 30 days. So for a month. Pick up with me in verse 10. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and he prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Then these men went as a, uh, went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days anyone who prays to any god or human being except to you, your majesty, would be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, The decree stands in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. You see, back in this time, the time of the Medes and the Persians, whenever a king had... Uh, stated a law, or had a law written out, that is what had to happen. It wasn't, well, just because I'm over here and I'm special and I can do things my way. No. When the king had made this law, it went into effect immediately. For the next 30 days, And what does Daniel do? He keeps his faith in the Lord. Pick up with me in verse 13. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, your majesty, or to the decree that you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed, and he was determined to rescue Daniel and make every effort until sundown to save him. Then the men went as a group to, the king, to king Darius and said to him, Remember, your majesty, that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, no decree or edict that the king issued can be changed. So the king gave orders, and they brought Daniel, and they threw him into the lion's den. 
The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the, king's re- then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. At the first, at the first light of dawn, the king got up, hurried to the lions, and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called out to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to rescue you from the lions? The decree stood. King Darius did not want Daniel in the situation that he had been put in. Scripture tells us that he was discouraged. And so, it was an order that Darius had to continue to follow. He didn't have a way to change it as much as he probably would have liked to. He didn't have a way to change it. So, the king gave orders to have Daniel brought and put into the lion's den. And in order to make it permanent, they placed a stone over the mouth of the den and and he sealed it with his own signet ring, is what scripture tells us, and the rings of his nobles, right? As much as he wanted to change it, he couldn't. You see, King Darius didn't have any idea that, the, that, that, that these leaders, these satraps, had this whole thing set up. Daniel is now in the pit of lions, or the lion's den. And so right there in verse, where was it, verse 19... We, ju- we, just saw- we just read it. But verse 19 again, At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. He wasn't able to sleep that night. He didn't eat that night. He didn't have any entertainment that night because he was so worried about Daniel. You get to verse 20. And King Darius has gotten to the lion's den and asked, Daniel, has your God, whom you continually serve, been able to rescue you from the den of lions? Scripture doesn't tell us if Daniel was up at that hour and able to answer right away because we're going to see in verse 21, Daniel answers back, may the king live forever. Daniel may have been awake and been able to answer right away. Or King Darius might have gotten down there and hollered at Daniel and woke him up. I 
verse 21. Daniel answered, May the king live forever. My God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. No wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den, along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed their bones. Then Darius wrote to all nations and all people of every language in all the earth, May you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel, for he is the living God. And he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed, and his dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So, da so Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and Cyrus the Persian. What does it mean to be faithful to God at all cost? We said earlier that you and I live in this thing called life. And life can be good. And life can be bad. Being faithful to God at all costs means no matter what you are going through, no matter what I'm going through, God still wants a relationship with you. We are His people. He loves you so, so much that John tells us He gave His one and only Son to die a criminal's death so that you and I could have a hope of eternal life. Daniel had put all of his faith in God and ended up being rescued from the lions. Daniel was doing what he thought was right. He was glorifying his God. And folks, you and I serve the exact same God that Daniel served back in his time. We serve an almighty God. We serve a powerful God. Follow me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 17 for just a minute. Matthew chapter 17. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 17, I'm going to pick up in verse 14. 
Okay. This is where Jesus is fixing to heal a uh, demon-possessed boy. But pick up with me in verse 14 of Matthew chapter 17. When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly and often falls into the fire or into the water. If I brought him to you... uh, I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of the boy, and he was healed at that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, Because you have so little faith. Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Jesus' disciples were with him in this instance. But they were not able to drive out that demon. They were not able to cure that boy. And at times, the disciples had some doubts. At times, the disciples had some bad days. You see, when you and I are doing our absolute best to live for the Lord, we're going to face all kinds of problems. But when we are living for the Lord, I have no doubt in my mind that we have a pleasant and great reward waiting on every one of us. James tells us in James chapter 2, Verse 14 through 17. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without food, uh, clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is that? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. As people of God, as Christians, you and I need to be showing our faith wherever we go, no matter our circumstances. 
Sure, we're all going to have good days. And we're all going to have bad days. So my question to you this morning, as we start winding down, what is your, where is your faith? What do you have faith in? And I tell you what, we all, as long as we are living for the Lord, we're all going to have trials of some kind. We're all fighting a war while we are here living on this earth. I don't know what your story is. I don't know what your background is. I don't know what's going on in your life. But I know what's going on in my life. I have good days and I have bad days. It's just a part of this cycle of life. Keep the faith. Keep your faith in God. Because once it is our time to pass from this life, there's no second chance. There is no going back. I don't know how many of y'all are big old social media people. But I've got, I've got a Facebook account that I use quite a bit during my weeks. And about a month ago, I ran across a post. And ever since then, this post comes up maybe once a week. But it's a post inside an auditorium, a big old casket sitting right in front of the pulpit, and the post reads, once you're here, there's no going back. We give one try, ladies and gentlemen. This is our chance. How is your Christian walk doing right now? And I tell you what, with my job and my part-time ministry that I'm doing back in Wichita Falls, there have been several days over the past couple months where I have really, truly struggled. I need to make sure I've got my faith in God. Where's your faith? Daniel, even though, he, even though he found out about the, the law, the decree that King Darius had written out, he still went back to his room and he prayed three times a day. He kept his faith in the Lord. What about you? How are you doing in your Christian walk? There may be somebody here this morning who may need the prayers of the church. There may be somebody here who's not yet a Christian and is ready to start.
putting your, all of your faith in Jesus Christ. If you're not already a Christian and need to be baptized, I bet we can get that taken care of too. But this morning, I really just want this to be a message of encouragement. Where is your faith? Is it in earthly things like money or a car? Or is your faith in the Lord where it really should belong? Life happens. Make sure to keep your faith in God. And I believe everything's going to be okay. Amen? Amen. This morning, if you need to respond to God's invitation, I want to give you the opportunity to come forward if you need to respond to God's invitation. We are all the family of God. This morning, if you need to respond in whatever way, I ask you to come forward as we stand and sing our invitation song.